0: Welcome to the B2B Marketing and Copywriting Podcast. I am your host, Linda Malone, Certified Conversion Copywriter and Founder of The Copyworks. In this podcast, I interview marketing and copywriting experts on all facets of, well, marketing and copy, with an emphasis on the link between the two with a focus on creating higher conversions in your B2B business. I also include recordings from the other side of the table, where I'm interviewed by the host of other podcasts and short clips of tips from yours truly on copywriting. In short, you'll find something for everyone in the marketing and copywriting B2B world. Let's dig in. My guest today is Jesus McDonald. Jesus is the founder and CEO of JRM Web Marketing, a WordPress website development agency for B2B SaaS companies. Jesus spent enough time in the corporate marketing world to know what he didn't want in his own agency. What he didn't want was frustrated clients who couldn't reach their account manager, web designer, or web developer. And since a company's website is the basis of digital marketing activity, being unable to access your own website or someone who can help you was unacceptable. So he vowed to create a unique agency model based and focused on only one service, website solutions, and with a specific goal for a niche client. Superior quality over quantity WordPress websites for B2B SaaS companies, period. He chose WordPress as the only content management system because it doesn't limit creativity and is most popular in the B2B space. So in the end, he created exactly the type of company he wished for as a corporate B2B marketer, responsive, reliable, and ready to rock. Let's dive right in. Okay, so welcome Jesus McDonald, CEO and founder of JRM Web Marketing. This is exciting for me because I've been on your podcast twice. And so this is my chance to turn the tables (laughs) and find out more about what you do. I'm just going to jump right in because I did give your background in the intro. So how about if you start with like, what happens when someone signs up with JRM? Like, what's the first thing, what's the process that you do with new clients?
1: Yeah. So there's different types of angles. You know, when somebody, a potential customer comes to us, let's just say they need a wet, full website redesign, right? So when they come to us, they'll do a discovery call with me and I ask them questions The types of questions that I ask, there's like 19 or 23 questions. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but it's more like, what's the nature of the business? The types of images that are on the site, is it current? Are they dated? Do you need a professional photographer? Are you looking to do a logo redesign, a brand redesign? I ask a lot of questions to understand, do you need a copywriter? Does a copy need to be updated on the site? Do you need any additional marketing services? Not that I, I provide them, you know because I don't, Uh, we're just a WordPress web dev agency, but I am connected to a lot of people and I have trusted partners that I can, that I've already vetted and work with so I can easily introduce them to them. So that's one when it comes to the discovery and I won't go in depth with the discovery, but I figure out what their budget, their timeline, all that is, and then I send them a website agreement And then say they sign it, they want to move forward with us. They're like, You're awesome, Jesus. I can't wait. I'm like,
0: awesome. (laughs) A lot of awesome being thrown around.
1: (laughs) A lot of awesomeness going around here, guys, in case you didn't know. (laughs) Me and Linda like to joke that way. So so then we do the design. No, we do the onboarding. We do a meeting with them. It's usually just the kickoff call. Sometimes I'll have you know, the senior web developer on the phone call with me from there, we break it down into different phases. So we have the prospecting slash onboarding phase for the client. Then the second phase would be the design phase where we'll go ahead and design the wireframes, design the mock-ups, revision times, going back and forth with the client until they approved it. And they give us their blessing. And then once that mockup is approved, we move it to the next phase, which is the development phase. So we get that approved mockup and start developing it on a staging environment. We bring it to life; it's, it's live, it's active, it's functioning. And then once we're done there, which takes a couple of weeks, we get the client's you know final approval, review, all that, and then we launch and celebrate. That's basically it. And we do how that long all- does
0: that take for each? for the whole
1: thing. Yeah. So it depends on the number of pages on their WordPress website, the complexity of the site. A standard WordPress website takes anywhere between four to eight weeks is what we say. That's a lot of cushion time on purpose because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of back and forth with client feedback. We always say four to eight weeks Mm -hmm. for just a standard WordPress website. Okay.
0: That seems pretty cool. Well, I was going to say pretty quick, but it depends, I would imagine, on how well they know what they need. Like, do most people that come to you, most of your clients, do they have a good idea what they need or do you, they want you to kind of guide them? Like, okay, well, I don't know what, like, when you say a dated, is your website, you know, a dated website? Do people know if their website is dated or not? Like, that sort of thing.
1: That's a good question. So, the type of people that do come to me, there's usually website issues that have surfaced because they haven't been maintaining their WordPress website. Slow page load times. Images aren't loading on the website anymore. A page is broken on the website or the whole website's broken, caused by a plugin that's dated. They got hacked, that's a common one, or their videos are not loading. If they are, they take forever to load. So it just provides a poor user experience, right? So those are the type of common issues that we get, and they just know, like we need Jeremwe marketing to fix these issues, but they're not fully aware of the deep rooted issues that come from, why, why is this happening, right? Not until we get the keys to the kingdom, like we can go in there, look underneath the hood, like a mechanic, and say, oh yeah, you have a ton of vulnerabilities. You do have malware. You do have all this other stuff under here. These plugins haven't been updated in months, years. We're shocked that it's even still live Right. Yeah. See, most um, people
0: say like their website is kind of set it and forget it. Like they just, the website's up, they don't do anything with it. And then is this when all these problems start to crop up, like the hacking or the malware? And they don't even, it, I'm thinking, cause this sort of thing has happened to me. I don't even know that it's yeah. happening. Is that I what think you find?
1: With the, with startups, the founders, it's, it's kind of more that mentality that set it and forget it. They might not have a marketer in-house. The B2B SaaS companies that do have a marketer in-house, they're just more into the design,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but not really the back-end functionality technical stuff of the website. So their design team is not really updating any mm-hmm. of the plugins, themes, you know, hosting stuff, like none of that stuff, security layers. So we've had, you know, even B2B marketing agencies, full service agencies reach out to us and they're like, hey, we have a client and you know they are in the marketing industry, but their design team have been maintaining the site. I'm like, no, no, they're not maintaining the site. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> They're, they're spinning up landing pages. They're doing a ton of images on the site. They're doing blog posts on the site. They're doing podcast episodes to show videos on the site. I was like, they're doing daily content on the site, uh, but they're not maintaining it. They just know how to get the task done on the site for the right. front end, which is what the public sees.
0: Right. So they're making it look good, but it's not. The functionality is. Vaulting. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And their performance is suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. I just got off a Zoom meeting with one of my clients, B2B marketer. He was like, Our bounce rate is so high. And I was like, Oh, yeah, because you had a branding agency redesign your website and they didn't follow best practices with the code. There's a lot of stuff like hierarchy type issues with the website. There's things that are missing uh, from a code perspective with the website where Google is like, I don't even understand your website. Things like that. Like, Search console, old school webmaster tools. So things like that, where it was formerly called webmaster tools, but things like that, where it's like a lot of issues, 404 page errors, all that stuff where he was like, yeah, I think we do need to look into like how to improve our page load times because this affects demo requests. This affects the user experience. And if our bounce rate is high because of this, like we need to change that.
0: Do you think page load times is the number one thing? I always see that on LinkedIn and I think you've talked about it. If your page takes too long to load, people bounce off of it. There's all kinds of statistics about mm-hmm. I even talked about this that people have like a just a ridiculously short attention span. Do you think that's the number one thing or if not what what is? You I think
1: it's one of the top ones. But yeah, I think you got to remember too like if I'm a potential buyer And I'm educated on social media about your product. I'm interested. The need is there. I'm ready to buy. I'm going to your website. I want to see pricing. I want to see solutions. I'm ready to buy. So when I experience a slow loading website and it's taking me more than three seconds, more than two seconds, I would even argue, to load, I'm out. I don't have time for that stuff. Like you just lost me as a potential buyer. And what I see B2B marketers do is they spend so much time on SEO, on content, on social media, all these efforts that go into this, but they don't fix their website performance.
0: So it it sounds like two to three seconds seems like, well, that's so short, but it's really not when you're actually trying to get on a site, right? I
1: know people that argue that say three seconds is too long for them. Wow. Yeah.
0: And the other thing I wanted to ask you about, because you've posted on LinkedIn about this is... Themes used to be a real popular thing. Like my websites, I've always used themes. And, and you say that that's not a good idea. Why is that? And what is a the theme actually? And then what is it that is not good about it?
1: Yeah, to break it down, I think the theme is just what helps you build the pages, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it comes like with a template
0: work. sort of.
1: You can call it a template, yeah. A lot of these page builders like Divi, Elementor, they use a lot of themes. And what they do is they for lack of a better saying, inject them with unnecessary code. So there's a lot of bloating and it affects speed with the website. So the new trend that's happening now is people are trashing their theme and going with a visual page builder, like oxygen, that there is no theme. You just build it. It it improves the speed ultimately, which is not just what Google likes, but it's also people are starting to recognize like, If we're going to give people the best experience on our website, speed does matter.
0: What about mobile formatting? Because like, I know that something like 80 something percent of people get on websites on their phone. I know with my own website, because it tracks that kind of thing. Uh, Is that super important? And how could that affect, you know, a, a website? Like if somebody can't get on it, or I mean, I guess it's. Yeah, mobile
1: optimization is, I feel like that's like the priority, the standard now. Like Mm -hmm. if if you're not mobile optimized, you're like not even in the game with your competitors. But yeah, Google cares about it. I think they index mobile first. There was somebody on LinkedIn that posted how many people viewed his content on mobile. I, I might be wrong about this, but majority of LinkedIn users view posts on mobile devices versus a desktop view. Yeah. So I think everyone is mobile at this point. So mobile optimization is big, um, even with designs and we make sure that it looks good on every smart, smart device, whether it's mobile, tablet, desktop, laptop, you name it.
0: What's the big difference between mobile friendly and like desktop? Like I'm always on my desktop because I work at home. So I hope you know, and it's easier to read because my eyesight is horrible. So I don't Mm -hmm. like using my phone. Um, But what is it that makes the difference in something being mobile optimized and not, is it the images? Is it.
1: So something sometimes um, if you wanted to go lightning fast for mobile, Mm -hmm. you can take out a lot of unnecessary images that could slow it down for your, the mobile experience. Um, You can take off. A lot of animations, um, just unnecessary things.
0: They would show when, up on desktop, just not on a mobile device.
1: Correct. So I would say go with like simplicity mm-hmm. for mobile, just to get them the information. Okay. The user.
0: So get right to the point.
1: Yeah, but nowadays everybody, you know, uses mobile. I use LinkedIn on my mobile app. I, I text messages, emails. I'm always like on the go. So for me, I'm like, right. I'm always looking at my mobile phone. Um, yeah. So I think everybody's starting to do that, but I'm with you. I also use, you know, my laptop or desktop whenever it comes to, you know, work related stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about like common website issues or emergencies? I know you've talked about that before too, but um, mm-hmm. what are like, what's the <laughs> this is really putting you on the spot what's like the worst emergency you told me about one that happened on a holiday weekend or something well what's something mm-hmm. that happened that was really you know stands out in your mind that went wrong with a website and you had to just jump right in and save the day kind of thing
1: so was funny yesterday i had someone that reached out to me an agency owner and she said hey i have this client b2b company websites a mess. i need you And I'm like, okay. So we jump on a meeting. I send her my calendar link. We jump on a morning meeting together and we talk about it. And I was like, sure, let me put together a website agreement. Then I did a second meeting to meet with her client, right? So we're over here providing a white label service agreement for a marketing agency to help their client. (laughs) A lot of degrees. There's very common also just in the marketing industry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when it comes to agency partners, and we provided them with web dev. They had a WordPress website. Images and videos were taking forever to load. I went on there. Their website performance was bloody red. Like when it came to web dev, uh, Google Lighthouse, uh, when they measure your website. I was on their home page and I was like, oh, "There's nothing wrong with it." And I keep scrolling. I'm like, "Oh, there's nothing on this page. This is their home page." There's nothing on there text shows up videos maybe like 10 seconds 12 seconds later wow auto populate on the home page i'm like what is this it took me forever to just get to the bottom of the page i thought it was because i was using zoom on the background and i forgot to close out a meeting so you know when you have so many apps open so i start closing out all the apps And I was like, no, I don't have zoom on. I don't have this. I don't have that. I closed out all my apps. I delete, I permanently deleted everything in my trash. I'm like, I don't have any large files on my laptop. So why is this taking forever to load? So I'm like, wow, I don't know until I have the keys, login credentials to log in and look under the hood to see what's really going on. And then they get an email that says their site has been compromised. (laughs) I'm like, the issues keep adding up. (laughs) Wow.
0: Did they not know that? That happened actually while you were trying to get on there?
1: They did not. It was after the afternoon call with the client. Oh, wow. Like 30 minutes later, she forged the email to me and the agency owner saying, FYI. And it says, your site has been compromised.
0: (laughs) So what does that mean when it's been compromised? it's somebody hacked into it or it's just down
1: or both? I mean, we're looking into it today. Um, oh. This this was yesterday. We're looking into it today. I don't know much details about it. Other than that, um, I'm hoping it's not a big deal. But another issue was they need to upgrade their PHP, which is just coding language stuff. We're switching them over to our hosting servers uh, just to make sure they get fast performance, right? Just improved website performance, faster page load times. But yeah, that's the number one thing that they came with us about. And it's a common issue that I'm seeing more is everyone's website performance sucks. And I know I'm just being dramatic here, but it's true. Like, it's a common issue that I keep seeing is page loads times suck. We don't have a web developer to fix this. Our designing team, they don't know what they're doing. Product That's marketing doesn't like know if, what they're doing. If everyone's, the man, yeah. The man Jen doesn't know what they're doing. They don't know how to fix this. Yeah. When I mean they don't know what they're doing, Is like they can't improve the the website performance. We need a web developer.
0: It's not their thing, yeah.
1: It's not their thing, right? The founder doesn't know what they're doing. The product engineer doesn't know how to do it. The product engineer doesn't even want to touch the website. (laughs) They're just being pulled by the founder to do it. (laughs) They're, They're like, we don't want this. We don't even know all this stuff. That's another topic to talk about too.
0: Why are so many websites in such bad shape though? Is it just that, like I said earlier, do they set it and forget it and just not maintain it? Because you talked a little bit about maintenance. Maybe that's something to get into. So what is it that could prevent that from happening? Is it website maintenance?
1: So the website, I, I, I see it as two things, right? I see it as website maintenance as one. I see it as web vitals optimization as two. What's that? So web vitals optimization is a thing from Google that came out I don't know, about a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they grade a website. They look at four categories and right off the top of my head, I don't know if I'm going to get all of them, but they look at best practices. They look at SEO, they look at accessibility, and they look at your website performance. Yes, I got all four. So they look at all those four and they grade you on a scale from zero to a hundred. Awesome. When you go into the 90 to hundred, you're in the green, right? Which is good. Yeah. Which is awesome. Awesomeness again. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that word, but I think, let's just say phenomenal. L phenomenal. Those are always phenomenal.
0: Harder to pronounce.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So to me, that's what Google cares about. That's what you understand a website audit looks like, or it's more like a report, right? You get like some measurement, but then you're able to see like, okay, website performance sucks, speed sucks. Like it shows you all that stuff and it provides you recommendations on how to improve it. That's the stuff you send over to your web developer so they can go in and do it. What I recommend is the one setup cost to actually set up web vitals optimization. And that can cost, I don't know, the number of hours I can tell you, it can be anywhere from like 10 hours, seven hours to like 15 hours, just a one time investment costs to just set up web vitals optimization for your site to get it cleaned up and all that stuff i recommend that plus monthly web vitals optimization because you're going to be doing changes on a daily weekly basis especially with content marketers do this all the time right but if you're always uploading images you're always uploading videos you're always doing a lot of stuff like content that affects the performance, it affects those numbers. Any type of changes you do on the site affects those numbers. So you always need to do it at least one time a month to go in and just clean it up. That way it looks good in Google's eyes, but it's more than just Google ranking. It improves your Google ranking. It's really, it improves the conversions on your website because you gotta remember, fast leads to a better user experience, which leads to better conversions.
0: So as far as common um, website issues, is that what you would say is just everything you just talked about? Is there any anything else that people so that was
1: So that was the way, because you asked me like what would be the best to cover those issues. So website maintenance and then uh, monthly core web vitals optimization. The maintenance does not necessarily improve your website performance. The web vitals does. The website maintenance does the basic, which is hosting, which is updating your plugins, your themes. Uh, it does the core WordPress stuff.
0: Okay. So it sounds like every every SaaS company really needs a web developer. I mean, because it, it, it may be, I'm just thinking like from the outside, you know, looking in, it's like, well, isn't it expensive? And and But what is it that you would say to somebody who says, well, I just don't want to pay for website maintenance and what are the risks if you don't you don't keep up with all these things
1: yeah so it's funny because i i was talking to somebody about basically the importance of website maintenance because especially for wordpress website like maintenance is a requirement for all of our wordpress website solutions and i don't recommend like you build a site on wordpress without maintenance Mm -hmm. and the way to think about it is wordpress is powerful only when it's built and maintained correctly. The maintenance plan will keep the website up to date and run properly on the back end, but also the front end too, if you need help with the front end. So if you get hacked or if your site goes down, you'll have to start it from scratch if you don't have a maintenance plan in place, which ends up costing you way more money in the long run mm-hmm. when you're thinking you're saving. Mm-hmm not having maintenance is like the analogy I have is like driving a car on a weekly basis for a year without oil changes. Right. And the issues build up over time. You're going to have lights on your dashboard. Like, hello, you have something wrong with your car and it eventually breaks.
0: Right. I just turned up the radio. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Just put on your, you just put on your headphones. (laughs) Just don't listen.
0: Yeah. That's not true. But yeah, (laughs) it'd be easier to do that. Denial is great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you end up like everything, your engine blows out and then you have to replace the whole thing. So, yeah. yeah. So
1: when the car breaks, you'll have to get a new car, which costs more money. So with maintenance, let's say if, let's use a different analogy, you crash your car, meaning the website gets hacked. Mm -hmm. We will give you a new car because you have the maintenance plan with us.
0: Yeah, that's so so a lot it's, less money. It saves yeah.
1: you a lot more money in the long run and headaches too, that's another thing. So to me, I'm like, I would not, I I almost preach it as a requirement for WordPress websites. Yeah, I just so see so many issues happen. And
0: it gives you peace of mind, just knowing that it's being taken care of, it, you know, it, it's right. the site owner. It's like, I don't have to worry about, uh, there was one time, long time ago, um, I had a site that all of the analytics showed that like 90% of my visitors from were from Russia, which I knew wasn't true. I'm like, I don't know a single person in Russia. And so it turned out, yeah, it was some sort of malware or something that had to be fixed. And like, if I didn't really look at that, I wouldn't have known. Okay, well, great. Was there anything I didn't ask you that you would like to address as far as you know, what you do and what the importance of maintaining your website or having a web developer?
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the only thing that came to my mind from this conversation was just a reminder of having, if you have a WordPress website, um, awesome, wise move. Uh, the most powerful and popular CMS content management system right now is WordPress and HubSpot. But but they call it a COS, Content Optimization System. Mm -hmm. It's their little lingo, whatever. It does the same thing, but there's limitations to that, but I will talk about that at a later time. But just remember, like all digital activity points back to your website. So if you're not maintaining it, you're not taking care of it, you don't have a web developer that's doing ongoing maintenance, that is doing the core web vitals optimization on a monthly basis that will affect all the efforts that you're putting into marketing. It'll affect your marketing. It'll affect your potential buyers that come to the site. So if you're a B2B marketer and you are also building your personal brand and posting consistently on LinkedIn or TikTok or Twitter, YouTube, whatever social media platform you want, like, and you're focusing on bringing in more inbound leads it's going to go back to the website i've seen b2b marketers say oh this one person filled out our form and is and how did you hear about us oh linkedin and all this other stuff like it's all connected so just remember take care of the website and it will Uh, take care of you (laughs) and it'll take care of you Exactly. I had to say that. Yeah.
0: Well, cause you could do everything right. And, uh, you know, you work so hard on LinkedIn, you're consistent with your messaging and your value, and then they come to your website and they can't figure anything out and, and they're gone. So right. yeah, it's a, a total fruitless effort. So. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. This has really been great and, uh, and awesome <laughs> to have you on here.
1: Thank you for inviting me on the show. It's a pleasure.
0: Okay. So that wraps up today's episode. I hope you found it valuable. And if you did and you enjoyed it, please be sure to share it with friends and business associates who may find it of interest as well. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to follow me on LinkedIn, or you can reach out to me through my website at thecopyworks.com and we'll talk to you soon.